this gift has been said to be the most controversial out of all of the nine gifts of the Spirit. It tends to scare people that have not received a clear understanding concerning the operation of this gift. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 1, the first thing the Apostle Paul said in our key scripture regarding the gifts of the Spirit was this, Now concerning the spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. It's a known fact that we as a people tend to fear that which we do not understand. My prayer for you today is that by the end of this podcast, you will have a better understanding of this gift and know that there is nothing to fear. And just like the other seven gifts, this one also has been given to you from God. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today we will be continuing with our third category, Gifts of Utterance, from our series of Gifts of the Spirit, Part 8, Diverse Kinds of Tongues. Our key scripture throughout this entire series has came from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the first verse, 4 through 11. Let's read. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences in administration, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operation, but the same God which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit where all. For to one is given the Spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the same self-spirit, dividing to every man severely as he will. Let's wrap. Just to reiterate, again, we're talking this month about the gifts of inspiration or gifts of utterance or vocal gifts. Someone might be wondering, why does it fall under inspirational vocal or utterance gifts? Because just like prophecy, there are supernatural utterances of the Holy Spirit spoken through us, his vessels. Now, as we take a closer look at the word uh, diverse kinds of tongues, we know that the word diverse is various types or uh, several different kinds of tongues. We also know that the word tongue only means languages. So when we talk about diverse kinds of tongues, we're talking about diverse kinds of languages. Also, the Bible gives different accounts of the gift of tongues in operation in different passages. When we look at 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter and the second verse, in that particular passage is made mention about the unknown tongue. And the unknown tongue is referring to us talking to God, is referring to us praying to God in our prayer prayer language. Uh, This type of tongue that they're talking about, the unknown tongue, it edifies only ourselves. Tongues also mean praying in the spirit. So when we think about praying in tongues, it is only giving utterance in prayer or a message that glorifies God, typically spoken to God. In 1 Corinthians, the 14th and the second verse, it talks about speaking a language that is unknown. This language is unknown to the person who speaks it. It's unknown to the person that's listening to it. It is speaking a mystery. It's edifying only that person themselves unless there is someone there under the uh, unction of the Holy Spirit that's able to interpret what that person is saying. And we will talk about that more 
uh, on next week, the interpretation of tongues. When we look at 1 uh, Corinthians, the 14th chapter and the 14th verse, we see that the Apostle Paul is saying, For if I pray in unknown tongues, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is fruitful. Speaking in tongues allows our spirit the opportunity to pray. And remember that we are tripart being spirit, soul, and body. So when we're speaking in tongues, it's actually allowing our spirit to be able to pray. Remember, God is a spirit. So in order for us to be able to connect or make contact with God, we're making contact with God through our spirit by the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit is the one that makes intercession. The Holy Spirit is the one that knows what's going on in the inside of us. So we have to pray out of the depths of our spirit when we pray to God. Now, Ephesians 5 and 18 tells us um, to not be full of wine wherein in access, but be full of the spirit. Speaking in tongues allows the Holy Spirit full access to fill our spirits. So we're, we're seeing here that in Ephesians is telling us to be full of the spirit of God. So many times we spend a lot of time trying to fill ourselves with things of the world, trying to fill ourselves with, with people, trying to fill ourselves with activity, trying to fill ourselves with entertainment, trying to fill ourselves with another lover, trying to fill ourselves with more alcohol, more drugs, anything that we think is going to fill this empty loneliness that we have inside. But I stopped by to tell you today that that place inside of you, is reserved only for God. That's why he told us in Ephesians 5 and 18 to be filled with the spirit. In order to be filled with the spirit or full of the spirit, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us, to come in us, to dwell in us. We know that in Galatians 5 and 16, it lets us know, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And we know we've talked several times on the podcast about being able to walk in the spirit. How do we walk in the spirit? We begin to allow the Holy Spirit to reign and rule in our lives. If we want to be successful in our walk with Christ, we want to be successful in building up the body of Christ. We have to learn how to use our gifts. We have to learn how to operate within these gifts that he has given us in these callings for the glory of God. We have to learn how to pray in the spirit church. Now we begin to look at Acts, the second chapter in the sixth verse. We see there's another operation of the gift of tongues. We begin to look at that particular verse is talking about the other tongue or known tongue that is understood by those listening as in the day of Pentecost. If we look at that particular chapter, the second chapter, six verse, it was where they all were on one accord in one place. And it said, the Bible says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty Russian wind. It didn't say there was a wind. It said there was a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And then the Bible goes on to say that it filled the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. So we see it all comes back to the spirit of God. All of it comes back to God's Holy Spirit giving us utterance. That's why it's called gifts of utterance. It says, and every man heard them speak in his own language. So those that were sitting around, those that were listening, began to understand their own tongue. So as we can see in this passage, I call it the known tongue because other men that were around were able to understand exactly what it was they were saying under the spirit of God as he gave them utterance. And then there's diverse kinds of tongues. 
that is known through interpretation of tongue. This type of tongue edifies the body of Christ. It is a supernatural utterance of the Holy Spirit. It is only through the interpretation of the Holy Spirit that these tongues can be understood. When diverse tongues are in operation throughout the body of Christ, throughout the church, God will use someone else to be able to interpret this tongues that the body of Christ might be edified. The main reason for going through those different scriptures was to give you a better understanding on the operations of the gift of tongues throughout the Bible. I felt like it was necessary for you to see the different operations of the gifts of tongues. So we talked about um, the unknown tongues. We talked about other tongues and we talked about diverse kinds of tongues. We all have the gift of tongues. It comes from from and with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, God said he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. So every believer has access to his spirit. He declared to us that he will pour out his spirit on us. You just have to be willing to accept it when he pours it out on you. And don't be afraid to speak as the Holy Spirit give you utterance. Now, let's talk about the benefits of the gift of speaking in tongue. According to Acts, the second chapter and the fourth verse, speaking in other tongues is the initial evidence or signs of the Holy Spirit in filling presence of the, on the believer. First Corinthians 14 uh, verse 22 tells us it is a sign for the unbeliever. So the gift of us speaking in tongues is a sign for those who don't believe the unbeliever. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 lets us know that the gift of tongues is a gift to us to be used to stir up our faith. So it also stirs the faith of the believer. When we look at Jude, the first chapter in the 20th verse, it tells us the secret on how to maintain our faith life with God. As we read that scripture in 1 Jude, the first chapter in the 20th verse, it says, But you, beloved, building yourself up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So what is it saying to us exactly? It's saying that we're edifying ourselves. In other words, you're building yourself up spiritually. Your spiritual house is becoming stronger and stronger when you pray in the Spirit, when you pray in tongues. Remember, we're talking about the benefits of praying in the Spirit or the benefits of praying in tongue. Another example would be, have you ever experienced a battery on your car dying um, to the point where you needed to go find a pair of jumper cables in order to to get that battery charged back up. Well, when you pray in the spirit, it's like hooking yourself up to the heavenly jumper cables. In other words, life situation and life circumstances has a way of draining our spiritual batteries. But when you pray in the spirit, when you pray in your uh, heavenly language, when you pray in tongues, you are recharged, you are strengthened, you're renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Another benefit of praying in tongues is it gives us power to be strong in the Lord. The Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 and 18, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, which, which is the power of his Holy Ghost, the dunamis power, that we must put on the whole armor of God that we might be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks of the devil. He goes on to tell us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We know what it's talking about. We're not wrestling against our brother. We're not wrestling against our neighbor, our husband, our girlfriend, our bosses. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but he goes on to tell us we're wrestling against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age of 2018, this age, 
that we now live in is full of rulers of darkness. Just look around. There's evil all around us. He goes on to say against a host of spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Again, he reminds them to put on the whole armor of God. This battle that we're fighting, it's against evil wickedness in heavenly places. So in order to be able to reach up into the heaven of heavenless, we must pray in the spirit. Apostle Paul reminded them to put on the whole armor of God. Why? Why should we put on the whole armor of God? So that we might be able to stand in this evil day that we now live in. He said, and having done all to stand, stand. But don't just stand there in ignorance, he said. In other words, don't just stand there spiritually naked. Stand fully dressed in the armor of God. He tells us to stand, therefore, having gird our waist with truth. We need to have on the belt of truth. Have on the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet show with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He began to say, above all, take up the shield of faith in which we'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. All those darts that Satan keeps ascending uh, uh, towards you or shooting at you, we'll be able to quench those darts of the enemy. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. If we have up our shield of faith to be able to quench those fiery darts that he keeps shooting at us. He said, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. We know that is the word of God. We must use the word of God against the enemy. He began to say, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. We have to pray in the spirit. In other words, we must pray in tongues. We must not be afraid to use our heavenly language. If you have not yet allowed the Holy Spirit to engulf you or to be baptized with this Holy Spirit, I urge you, I encourage you to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is the only thing that's going to keep us in these last and evil days. If I didn't have the gift of the Holy Spirit, I would have lost my mind a long time ago. I would not be able to stand today. Sin would have overtaken my life. But I encourage you, I urge you, get the gift of the Holy Spirit that you might be able to speak in your prayer language and obtain power from the presence of God. He goes on to tell them, be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication, not just for yourself, but he said, be watchful to this end with all presence and supplication for all saints. It's our job. It's our duty as believers to pray for one another, to lift each other up, to edify the body of Christ. Remember I said, God did not give us these gifts for ourselves, but he gave us these gifts that we might operate in the body of Christ, that the body might be whole, that the body might be well, fully operational, that we might be able to reach a dying world. The apostle Paul was telling them that they need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We have to stand with the whole armor of God on and not be afraid to use the gifts that he has given us. I urge you today to unwrap that gift, stir it up and begin to use it for the glory of God. The apostle Paul goes on in the 19th verse of uh, in Ephesians 6 to say, and for me, that utterance may be given to me. And here that here's that word again, utterance, the utterance of the Holy Spirit. He said, and for me, that utterance might be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mysteries of the gospel. Paul is saying, in other words, I pray that the Holy Spirit give me, go, shut up, I pray that the Holy Spirit give me utterance that as I begin to speak to you, that as I begin to open up my mouth 
that he might make known the mysteries of the gospel, that you might be able to know through me, through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, giving me the word to give to you, that your eyes might come open to the mysteries of God. He said, for which I am an ambassador in chains. The apostle Paul went on to say, I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ in chains that in it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He said, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. He said, but I'm going to speak boldly. How is the apostle Paul able to speak boldly? Through the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. I encourage you today that praying in the spirit is another key to our spiritual led life. We have to learn how to pray in the spirit. Speaking in unknown tongues is only talking to God supernaturally. It is connection that grants you access to God and gives you the ability through the Holy Spirit to hear from God. It is your spirit by the Holy Spirit within you talking to God. When we pray in the spirit, it is there in our secret place that God can reveal himself to us in a personal way. He begins to meet our needs and deal with our issues. He'll begin to heal you from things that you might not even know exist. Now, the Bible tells us, likewise, the spirit helps us in our infirmity. So when we pray, if we pray in the spirit, the Holy Spirit will take over and begin to pray what we need. Romans 8, 26 and 27 lets us know, for we know not what to pray as we ought to, but the spirit himself make an intercession for us with groanings too deep for words. The Holy Spirit will pray according to the will of God. When you pray in the Spirit, you are relying on the Holy Spirit and not on yourselves just by uttering words. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 and 2, those who have the gift of speaking in different languages are not speaking to people, but they are speaking to God. No one understands them. They are speaking secret things through the Spirit of God. I tell you, church, there is nothing like being able to speak to God and being able to have an ear to hear God speak back to you. Before we conclude, I just want to cover a few things that you definitely need to know. You need to know that speaking in tongues has nothing whatsoever to do with geographic region or the study of human language or speech. It has nothing to do with the mind or the intellect of man. It is a vocal miracle, the utterance of the Holy Spirit himself. The gift of tongue is not a learned language. You can't learn this thing. This is a gift from the Holy Spirit. It is not the greatest of all the gifts. This gift, like all of our gifts, should not be used in an unloving or prideful way. Those of us who walk in our gift should never walk flamboyantly among someone with different gifts or those who have not yet discovered their gifts. Everyone is important to the body of Christ. And in conclusion, the Apostle Paul warns us in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and the first verse. He goes on to say, the greatest gift. When I said it is not the greatest gift, it is not. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have a gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, I have not love, it profits me nothing. So in other words, out of all these gifts, 
Love is the greatest gift. You can have gift of tongues. You can have faith. You can have prophecy. You can have a word of knowledge. You can have wisdom, interpretation of tongues. You can have miracles, gift of healing. But if you have not love, Apostle Paul said it profits us nothing. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you once again for revealing yourself to us through your word. God, we thank you for these gifts of the spirit that you have given us through your Holy Ghost. Lord, we just praise you today for the gift of diverse of tongues, God. We pray that there's someone under the sound of my voice who feel they have this gift, God, that you would allow them to continue to operate in the gift as the Holy Spirit give them utterance. Lord, we just thank you for stirring up each and every gift that's in the inside of us, Father. God, we thank you thus far for the word of knowledge, God. We thank you for a word of wisdom, oh God. We thank you for gifts of tongues. Oh God, we thank you for faith. We thank you for gifts of healing, God. We thank you for working of miracles, God. We thank you for each and every gift that we have covered thus far. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would not allow us to get the big head with these gifts, but God, you would allow us to know that the greatest of these gifts is not one above the other, but the greatest is love. God, we pray that you would just give us an agape love in the inside of us, that we might share that love with a dying world, oh Father, that we might put you first, God, that we might share your testimony, God, that you might be lifted up. And you said if you be lifted up, that you would draw men unto you. So we thank you today for doing the drawing, oh Father. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives even now. We thank you for your spirit moving afresh on us, God. Continue to give us revelation of knowledge concerning your word today, God. We thank you for everyone that's listening, God. We ask that you would save, that you would deliver and set free those that need to be filled with your Holy Spirit. God, we pray that you will fill them afresh over the airways today in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing fall fresh on them, even as they listen to my voice right now in the name of Jesus. Stir up every gift that's inside, Lord, we just thank you and we praise you. God, help us to be equipped, God. Help us to put on your whole armor that we might be able to stand against the wild of the enemy. Satan, you are already defeated. The blood of Jesus is against you. And we thank you right now, God, for the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I do think each and every one has taken the time to follow this series, Gifts of the Spirit. I do pray that throughout this series that you already discovered your gift. Next week, we'll be covering our last gift of the Spirit, which is the interpretation of tongues. So we do want you to come back and be with us on next week. Also, if you follow us on the podcast but have not yet went to our Facebook page to follow us, we do ask that you do so at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. As always, we want to thank each and every one that takes the time to listen, to like, to share, to comment on the uh, podcast. We do thank each and every one of you from the bottom of our heart. We love you. God loves you more. I am Elder Shanita Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.